Welcome to Wuffles Press Box Podcast, where we discuss the latest topics in the professional world of sports. Enjoy our exclusive interviews with athletes, coaches, insiders, and fans. And now, here's your host, Gary Wuffle. Packer Nation has to be feeling a little better now. After a highly encouraging performance last Sunday against an extremely talented Philadelphia Eagles team, Jordan Love gave the Packers faithful optimism about the future and that he can build on the tradition of great quarterbacks in Green Bay. Hello again, I'm Gary Wolfel, and thanks for taking some time to join Rob Reichel and I for another Rob Riveting podcast. <laughs> it will be that, my friend. It will be riveting. Yeah, there are certainly plenty of things uh, to talk about, but uh, before we delve into the uh, Packers uh, situation, you being Mr. Badger, <laughs> I got to ask you, what, are you feeling giddy about that new hire? Gary, I am on cloud nine. If, if, if we can go higher than cloud nine, I'm on cloud 12 <laughs> or 15 or 27, where, where, whatever cloud you want to take me to. Uh, I'll tell you what, athletic director Chris McIntosh, I, I, I equated it to this. He, he walked into a bar where there were a lot of good-looking dudes, highly successful guys, and, and he walked in there and, and, and he grabbed the prettiest woman in the bar and he, he said, you're, you're going home with me. And, and, and she did, man, he, he hit a home run of all time home runs. I think Gary, um, I know, I know a lot of Badger fans, one of the, you know, local guy, the, the hometown hero in Jimmy Leonard to, to, to get that position. And Jimmy's a nice guy. Don't get me wrong, but, but his resume looks nothing like Luke Fickle's. For, for Fickle Gary to have taken a program like Cincinnati to college football's Final Four, had nine kids drafted last year, ties all through the Midwest, ties to the Big Ten from his time at Ohio State. I, I can't imagine a, a better hire. They, they got the National Coach of the Year from, from last season, and I, I'm telling you, Bucky Football and Chris McIntosh, Gary, they are all in. This wasn't a five-year contract. It was a seven-year deal, which is, which is extremely rare to have one that length of time. And it doesn't happen much at Wisconsin. His contract calls for you know him to make almost $8 million a year, which is astronomical money for the UW to pay out for, for that position. You know, McIntosh is, is all in. And uh, it's clear to me, Gary, you know, the, the program had hit a point where they were eight and four, nine and three, seven and five for a number of years in a row. Right. And, 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 and McIntosh wants to be a player where they're in that 11 and one, 10 and two uh, range where every few years, Gary, they can get into that college football playoff here, especially when it expands to 12 teams here in a couple of years, there's no reason Bucky can't make a play for that. It's a world-class institution. They've had 30 years of successful football, not to the ultimate level, though. They've had terrific basketball programs. There is nothing, Gary, that any campus in, in America has that Wisconsin doesn't have, and now Wisconsin has a football coach to match. So I, I could not be more excited about this hire, and um, it might take a year or two, Gary, and I think fans need to be patient if it's you know a 5-7, and seven, a 6-6, six and six, a 7-5 and five season, whatever, in 2023. But I'm telling you, within a couple of years, Bucky's going to be a major player on the national level again. 
Rob, tell me how you really feel about the <laughs> I could uh, I, I could go do a commercial right now for the UW. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, so you are definitely giddy about this. So, well, uh, let's let's get down to business and uh, chat about uh, the green and gold. And were you as impressed as I was with Jordan Love's uh, performance last uh, week against the Eagles? It was, it was a short one, but I'll tell you what, I, I thought he commanded the offense brilliantly. He made the right decisions. He threw the ball with poise and confidence and accuracy. I, I, I thought he looked terrific. I can't say it any better, Gary. Yeah, two drives, 10 points. Could have been 14. You know, he throws the throws the dart on the crosser to Watson for the 63-yard touchdown on, you know, on, on, on his first series. Uh, like you said, a few throws on that drive that were just, just terrific. He hit the out pattern. I, I think it was Lazard maybe on the, on the right sideline there. Wasn't it? Maybe, maybe, maybe it was Cobb or Watson on that. Yeah, I can't remember line. exactly who it was either, but I'm telling you, he, he put that in the only spot. It was catchable. Um, and that was right before the touchdown he, that he threw to Watson Gary, even the second drive, he had Cobb in the end zone. And, and I don't know if that was a PI or Cobb dropped the ball. You could uh-huh. have probably judged it either way, but he put that ball right in Cobb's hands in the end zone. The, the second drive where they wound up settling for the field goal. You, you're, you're exactly right. The moment wasn't too big for him whatsoever. He came in and he rallied him. There were a lot of parallels, Gary, to that 2007 season where Favre got hurt on the Thursday night game against Dallas and Rogers came in and Rogers was outstanding. And the organization at that point in time, you know, said, yeah, I think we've got our guy here whenever Brett moves along. And, and that, you know, they had seen it at that point in time, Gary, back in 2007, day in and day out in practice. But until you see it in the games, it's not quite the same. You know, Jordan Love showed people a ton, uh, just a ton, Gary, in, in those last two drives on, on Sunday night. And, and that's why I really wish we'd see more of him over the next month. It sounds like Aaron Rodgers is going to play Sunday in, in Chicago. Uh, Gary, it's a four and eight football team right now. They have a 2% chance to make the playoffs and that's if they win out. I mean, they've lost seven of eight games. They're not winning out Gary and not even close that this, this to me is the perfect time to find out what you have in, in Jordan love long-term moving forward. We've seen snippets now, Gary, and I even saw stuff through the summer where I thought to myself, this is a different guy than what we saw in, you know, the spring of 2021 or the summer of 2021. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he looked, he looked much better on a daily basis through training camp. He, he looked better in the preseason games, but I'd love to see a month of him under center right now, the, these last five games. So I, I know Matt LaFleur said, after the game on Sunday, and he said it again Monday, if, if Rodgers is good to go, if Rodgers is healthy, he's going to be the starter. But but I think this needs to be a decision that comes from above Matt LaFleur, Gary. This needs to be a Mark Murphy or a Brian Gutekunst decision, whoever's making the calls there, to say for the greater good, for the betterment of the organization, they need to get some answers here on Jordan Love over you know over the next four or five games. And this is the perfect opportunity to do it. Rogers with the banged up ribs, Rogers with the broken thumb. Hey, take a month off. Keep collecting your $3.1 million per game, buddy. Go I mean, that's, that, that's, that's mind boggling when you think of it, right? <laughs> $3.1 million a game. I mean, seriously, I mean, talk about a great gig, you know? 
Actually, Gary, I, you know, I just did that math over a 16 game schedule. It's about 3 million, I guess, with 17 games. All so right. he, yeah, he's You're he, close. Very close. He's, he's down a hundred thousand because they, they added that extra game. Um, yeah, I mean, hold a clipboard and 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 be a you know be a a voice for for Jordan Love on the sideline. Be a be a second offensive coordinator. You know, he he calls himself Jordan Love's big brother. Be his big brother now on the sideline for the next month and and let the Packers get enough information where you know they they can come to the most educated you know I guess decision possible when it comes to Love and his future because they have to they have to make a call here, Gary, by the start of May whether or not to pick up the fifth-year option on, on Jordan Love. And, and to me, it's a no-brainer. Quarterbacks are hard to find. I think they have another one. I, I think he can be their guy, you know, moving forward. But it, it would certainly be nice, I'm sure, for them organizationally and from a front office management standpoint to look at Love here uh, for the next month and then feel 100% confident, Gary, in what exactly it is they have and then what decision they're going to make you know, on his future this offseason. Because, Gary, I've said it before on this podcast, the worst thing they could do is not have enough information, move on from him this particular offseason, you trade him to a random team that's desperate for a quarterback like Atlanta or, you know, California, or I mean, Carolina or Houston or somebody like that. And and all of a sudden, Gary, he lights it up there and, he, and he's a three-time Pro Bowler yeah. for – for another organization, <laughs> give him these last five games. It's obviously going to be no more than four now if Rogers plays against the Bears, but give him the last four games, right? Give him the Vikings, give him the Lions, give him the Rams, and who else is there? Miami, I think, on Christmas. So give him those four games, Gary. Find out what it is exactly you have. You know, hopefully, and if you know, for the Packers' sake, the answers are a positive. And then you've got some real, real interesting decisions to make this offseason, right, Gary? Is oh, it time yeah. to turn it over to Love? Is it time to trade Aaron Rodgers and get what you can get? You know, coming back for you know, uh, coming back uh, in in a trade for him, it, it, it it'll make for a fascinating offseason, Gary. But in terms of Jordan Love and finding out answers on him, Gary, this is the perfect time to do it. They're not ten and two mm-hmm. fighting for a number one seed. They're not they're not eight and four battling for a wild card spot. I mean, they're out of it. So, so move on from Rogers, at least for 2022, put a, you know, close the door on, on this season, at least for Aaron Rodgers, and get some answers on, on love and, and maybe not just love Gary, but a number of other younger players on the roster. You know, the one thing, and I agree with all your points you just made, uh, what really caught me eye besides his uh, just outstanding performance was how he was embraced by his teammates. I, I don't know if you noticed that, but before he went into the game, a couple guys came over and gave him some encouragement. And then when he got into the field, the same thing occurred. And then, if you remember, that pass protection was pretty darn good. It was. I mean, it, it, it was almost like these offensive linemen were going to say, "Hey, we're we're going we're going to go the bat for this guy." You know, we're we're going to give him our best effort. And I I, I thought he rallied the troops. I, I I thought he was just outstanding. Big time, Gary, and we'll get into the defense. I'm sure here a little bit more, but I, you know, they why got am f- I not surprised by that comment? <laughs> well, I mean, come on, as giddy just- as you are about Mr. Gary, uh, Gary, can we really turn a blind eye to what we saw there Sunday night? Come on, yeah. yeah well, let, let, let's keep talking about love though for a minute. We, no, we will, and 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 that's what I was going to say. I would have been, I would have absolutely loved to see him get one more crack at it. You know, he 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 throws the touchdown to Watson. Yeah. Then, then he leads him to a field goal, and now it's 40-33. Green Bay still got all its timeouts. 
and, and, and now it's, it's mano a mano football, right? It's it, you know, that Philly's going to run it three straight times up the gut and you've got to keep them to three yards or less per carry. You couldn't wait. Could you? There's <laughs> my point though, Gary. I wanted one more look at Jordan love with a minute and 10 seconds to go oh, yes. or whatever. Yes. Right. Yes. And all you're asking that defense to do is make three stop, you know, three, hold them to, under 10 yards on, on three consecutive plays, Gary, where you know exactly what the Eagles are doing, right? Mm-hmm. And Jordan Love gets one more crack with it. Maybe he's got to go 75 yards in a minute 20 or whatever it is without any timeouts. That would have been fascinating and fun to watch. That and that, that would have been storybook stuff. Man. Yes, it would have. And, you know? and, 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 the de- and the defense, which has probably been the most disappointing unit in Green Bay in the last 20 years, this particular. Oh, settle down. Settle well, give, me, give me one, Gary, that came in more hyped and acclaimed that now ranks 22nd in scoring and 31st in points. Yeah, or, I know. Sorry, 31st in rush. But, but, you know, Rob, everybody's down in Barry right now except me. I, I think I'm on an island, but I'll, I'll defend this dude. And the reason You're going to defend Joe Barry? I'm definitely defending Joe Barry. Gary, I'm going to tell you what, when I, when I go on like a triple murder, uh, <laughs> random assault through the state, I, 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 I want you as my guy <laughs> because, because I think that's how Packer fans feel about uh, 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 Joe Barry right now. I, I, I agree. And, you, and if you looked at Sunday's performance, I, I fully get it, but you know what? Through the first half of the season, Rob, they were in the top, 10 in total defense every single week through the first eight or nine games. Okay. They were at one point first and pass defense. Okay. Now the last, what, two or three games, they lose Rashad Gary. Boy, are we going off the tracks on this? They lose Rashad Gary, who you are the president of his fan club and you call them possibly an defensive player of the year candidate, right? Sure. I'll give you okay. that. They lose Campbell, who is arguably their second best player on defense. Okay. Not this year. No, but he's still pretty good. I mean, you can, you just can't lose guys like that. And then on top of it, you lose the starting cornerback. And in the NFL, you can't lose starting quarter cornerbacks. So my point is through the first half of the season, they weren't great, but they were good. I thought the offense, and we talked about this last week was in the bottom half every single week through game what it what game nine maybe and then the last couple of weeks they've you know shown some life to me it's all about the offense you know we could not disagree on this one more no, I, what, absolutely what, what, what you just outlined for me Gary is comparable to this you and I are taking a trip down to to to, to Miami Florida and and for the first half of the trip all the way through Louisville you you make all the right turns and and we're on the right road. And then all of a sudden you make a right-hand turn and head West. Um, instead a great of great move <laughs> and make a left and right. And, and, and somehow Gary, you, you know, you, you take us to the middle of Utah instead of where we were, oh, in, boy. In, we're gonna... instead of going to Disney, um, you, you, you've got us in the middle of nowhere. Uh, if, if, if Gary, it's like the guy who makes, you know, all the right turns for the first half of a trip and then makes all the wrong ones. Yeah, but you know, you, you put this car in the lake, Gary, Joe, I, Barry, I, I, Joe Barry has put this car in the lake. And but you know what, Rob, I mean, by the time they got to the midway point of the season, the Packers season was over and it was because the offense was horrible. I used the term suck last week, but yeah. Um, I, know, Gary, I, I will say, I will say this. I, I 
uh, I, I I think they were they were. Are you campaigning for Jim Leonard? <laughs> no, I, I I'm not, and, okay. and we'll see where Matt Lafleur goes with this particular hire. I don't know if he'd ever go knocking on the same door twice. Um, well, that, I, I agree. I agree with that. That'll be interesting to see how that plays out. And, don't, don't you know? Don't you think they have to find an NFL coach, somebody that knows the league? Yes, that's yes. experienced. Gary, last Gary, last week you told me Joe Barry was staying. We had a round of golf on it. I, I, I am. I'm. I'm not convinced he's gone yet. I really, <laughs> you know, we'll see. Well, I'll say this: I, I don't. I don't want to cancel my reservation at Whistling yeah, Straits. Yeah, okay, good, good point. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this: it took Matt Lafleur two weeks to fire Mo Drayton after last season ended. So. Yeah. Matt's got a unique loyalty to people. So you, you, you just don't know, but but Gary, Gary, we said this from the start of the year, the defense was the proven commodity. The defense had seven first round draft picks on it. Six of them that were going to start. The defense had to carry the load early while the offense figured it out. And we said this from the get go, if the defense could do that and they won some of those games throughout the first half of the year, like they did against Tampa Bay, they needed two or three of those ugly wins. We said eventually these young receivers were going to grow up. The offense was going to figure it out and they were going to be absolutely okay. And maybe a threat getting to the postseason. Well, guess what? Here we are near the end of November and the offense has figured it out, right? Christian Watson's becoming a star. Both of these running backs have, you know, had, had um, Aaron Jones has had a pro bowl year. He's been their absolutely best player. Dylan had his best game of the year last week. Um, I think they're figuring it out three straight games now with a healthy offensive line, Gary, that they've made strides on the offensive side of the ball. They put up 31 points against Dallas. But it's they too put, late. They, they put, well, it shouldn't have been. Right. You know, I mean, I could understand maybe three, four weeks, but they were got awful through week 10. Gary, if you score 33 points in a football game in that league, you should win the game. I agree. I agree. That was a game. That was a game on Sunday night where the offense did more than enough to win the game. And granted, but but you're looking at one specific game. Look at all the other games. They didn't have real blow up games like that. You're you're not wrong. But Gary, time and time again throughout this uh, throughout this season, that defense has melted down in the second half of of key moments and key games. It started with that Giants game over in London that you were at and you saw it carried on to that Washington game. The, the defense melted down in the second half uh, against the Jets and couldn't get any key stops whatsoever. Uh, Gary, they've lost seven of eight. And, and through the course of this, the defense has gotten worse and worse and worse. But again, that's and where here we are, Gary, sitting week, going to week 13 and, and the defense is trending downward um, and gotten dramatically worse. I mean, Gary, what we saw the other night, They've only had, Gary, the Green Bay Packers have played 1,474 football games, okay? I I added this up and did the math on this Sunday night. Almost 1,500 football games in the 100-plus years that they've they've been a franchise. Twice, two of those games have they had a worse night in terms of run defense. Only twice. The Bears on two occasions, 55 and 77, I think it was. 77 was Walter Payton went nuts. Um but only twice have teams run for more than 363 yards like we saw. I mean, Gary, that was that was a oh, team that I, did, 
Again, Rob, I, I'm not I'm not disputing that game. Right. They, not at all. They didn't want to tackle Gary. They they showed they showed no interest in you know any level of toughness or physicality. Philly just beat the nonsense out of them in the in those categories. I think the whole defensive line has been you know uh, an underperforming unit through the course of the year. I know you're. You're a big Devondre Campbell guy, Gary, but he's a, he's not a good run defender. Neither is Quay Walker. So they I were, they were ill prepared, you know, in the, in the middle part of that defense to stop the run, everybody in the back for the most part has underperformed this year. Those guys have not had good years. So you, you point out a couple injuries, Gary, everybody in this league is down five, yeah, six, but, but, but take, right take, Von, take Von Miller off a team, take, uh, like Buffalo did a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it, and it hurt them, right? <laughs> and they won the game. Well, they won the game, yeah, but <laughs> that's Buffalo. <laughs> How about our, our tackle for the Rams? Take him off their defense. I mean, their defense is crappy already, but can you imagine taking him off as, as well? Well, Green Bay doesn't I mean, have any. Yeah, my point is that, I mean, you can't. I, I agree. If you're just basing it everything on Sunday's game. No, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not, Gary. I'm not. But if the defense had – you know, they all they all sat around all summer, and I tweeted this out on Sunday night, Gary. They sat around through training camp, a lot of these guys, and they talked about being the number one scoring defense. I know, I know. Number one defense against the pass, the number one defense total. And I remember, Gary, I sat there one day with Adrian Amos, who was on an unbelievably good defense for the Bears. I think it was in 2018 because uh, he's been here, what, four years? So that last year he was in Chicago. And he said to me, he goes, I know what a great defense looks like. He, he goes, I, I played on one late in my you know, time with Chicago. He goes, we could be that. He goes, but we haven't done anything yet, and we're doing way too much talking. He said, we're, we're running our mouths like crazy. Starting goes, with number 23. <laughs> 100%. Yes. Yes. And, and, and a lot of other guys followed suits. Yeah. And, and before they ever made a tackle, before they ever made an interception, uh, before they ever forced a fumble, Gary, you know, whatever. It's great to have goals, but boy, were they were they mouthy through the course of the summer, you know, about being the the most dominant defense in the NFL. And Gary, I, Gary, they're, they're not even Gary, they're not even mediocre right now. I mean, they're no, they're no. bottom they're bottom third, bottom quarter um, in a lot of the stuff. They don't take the ball away. They don't sack quarterbacks. Um, you know, I, I think Gary Philly, Philly had the ball 10 times the other night and scored seven. Um, I'll tell you what, though. That's ridiculous. I mean, yeah, you're, you are talking about Philadelphia. And I was talking to an NFL executive yesterday, and he's convinced they're the best team in football. And not only that, he said Philadelphia and Kansas City, and he said the depth they have is crazy. And, yeah. and J- Jalen Hurts is just having a phenomenal year. So, you know, if that, if that was the Bears, the Lions – the Jaguars, the Panthers, the Saints, you know, running up that, I'd say, okay, you know, but that was a pretty damn good team they played. Well, but Gary, I think consistently they've been, they've been, you know, Tennessee has as mediocre of a quarterback as as the league has, right? I would put Tannehill somewhere between 17 and 20 and 32. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he's in the bottom third, right? Yeah. Somewhere in there. Yeah. And he and he absolutely torched them ten days earlier. I mean, you were at the game in London where the, where the Giants I don't think punted in the, in the second half and and rallied to to beat these guys. I you know just for again for for a group that came in with so much hype and so much acclaim and you know patted themselves on the back throughout the course um, of the summer before they had done squat. 
they had that cart so far before the horse, Gary. Come close to living up to expectations. Gary, actually, you know, the offense has actually played out just like I envisioned it would. I, you know, I said from the start, they're going to start Lazard, Watkins, Cobb, take a, you know, take some lumps early, probably not getting a real rhythm or score because they don't have any explosive playmakers on the outside, but the, they'll get that going. Well, they did. And, you know, Christian Watson, like we said, but, six but they got it going after they're essentially out of the playoffs. That's well, but were they Gary? I mean, Oh yeah. Come on. We were, we were cutting them out three weeks ago already. Maybe. I mean, maybe. Yeah. I mean, we, we didn't give them. I, I, I think. So what are they now? Four <laughs> and eight. Were they, were they four and six after Dallas? I mean, that I Dallas guess, game. Yeah, was, that's right, probably, right. that's probably where they were, but Gary, you look at what a, a cluster bleep the entire NFC is, right? I, I mean, agree. The NFC South, uh, Tampa leads it with a with a sub five hundred record. You know, San Francisco has improved now and 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 hot, and they're seven and four. But nobody else in their division, I think, is more than a game over five hundred. Minnesota's the only team in the NFC North that's over five hundred. Um, you know, on these teams in the East, Gary. I mean, do you trust the Giants and the Wash in Washington? I know. Uh, down, down the stretch, I I really don't. So, but you know, my point is. You know, the offense has picked it up. If the defense could have been even serviceable here, Gary, the last Absolutely. month and then moving forward. Yeah, I agree you with look, that. You look at these last five games, right? Three divisional opponents where Minnesota is actually at Lambeau. The Rams, who might be the worst team in football right now, which is remarkable, isn't it? My um, Super Bowl bound Rams. <laughs> your Super Bowl bound Rams who are going to give their first round draft pick to the Detroit Lions. Do you, I know. Do you believe that? And it might end up in the top two or three, right? You, you know, um, the only thing worse than that, Rob, in all the sports, the Los Angeles Lakers are having a just a god awful season already, right? What sport is that in, Gary? I, I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, wake me up when we get to April and the superstars it, decide to play. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, so. They are obviously in need of a franchise player. Well, there's a kid in France. Uh, he's seven foot five and he's awesome. He's going to be the sure. next, next best thing, right? The Lakers traded their pick to New Orleans. <laughs> that is awesome. Oh, so you're, you're talking about, you know, so the Lake, so you're telling me the Lakers have no chance at that kid? It must be, a, it must be, a, well, yeah, they don't have their pick, <laughs> right? So even yeah. if they go, even if they go 15 and 67. Correct. That is outstanding. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) And they gave the uh, GM Rob Plinken extension. You got to like that. How great is that? So, but, but uh, hey, just one more thing. We'll talk about this offense defense. I'll give you four. Tell me if you think these are among the top four or five teams in the league. Okay. The entire league. Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. They're the best team in the AFC. Okay. Buffalo Bills. You're right, right on that cusp of five. Okay. Miami Dolphins. Probably around six, seven, somewhere in there. Okay. And how about the Philadelphia Eagles? Yeah, I'd put them two. What do they all have in common? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm catching you off guard here, but. So we did what? Chiefs, Chiefs Bills, Bills, Dolphins, and Eagles. I thought you were going to give me quarterbacks on rookie contracts, but we're not, we're not there. No, um, is this Jeopardy? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'm already, I'm already out. If it's, if it's Jeopardy, Rogers would have buzzed me out by now. I, I, I don't know, Gary. I'm going to say top ten defenses. Okay, this goes to my point. You're right about top ten, kind of. 
those four teams are the top four teams offensively in mm. the league. Yeah. It's all about offense. And I agree you can't totally ignore defense, but I'll tell you what, you have to score points. To You're right. Really good. You're right. No, I, I mean, no, there, every rule change in the last 30 years has been implemented for the defense, right? Or I mean, I'm sorry, for the offense. Defensive guys, you know, can't put their hands on people, right? Yeah. Quarterback, quarterbacks, you know, might might as well put on a, you know, a, a little red penny because you 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 really can't hit them. It, it's it's a thousand percent an offensive league. That's you know that Gary they did the math and the numbers and the studies on this years ago, and they they you know they they determined fans don't like 15, 13. No, they fans, don't. <laughs> fans like. Fans love a Sunday night game like we just saw, right? 40-33. I mean, you heard the commentators and you probably followed people on Twitter talking about this is the best game they've most exciting game they've seen all year. I'm I'm an old school guy. I I I, I love whatever that was, week 3 when Green Bay went to Tampa and um what was it? 14-12. Give me that kind of game all day. That was that to me was awesome football, but but that's not what fans want and and that's not yeah. what advertisers want and yeah. Right. And, and that's not what the networks want. So, no, I you're you're exactly right. That 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 doesn't surprise me, I guess. Um, hey, so now, and, and Gary and Gary, you know, Kansas City has done what Green Bay tried to do. Right. I mm-hmm. mean, traded the star receiver Hill over to Miami and and tried to patch a receiver core together. Um and they did, and they hit it right. They hit it with Juju, and 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 they drafted a couple of kids, and 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 no, they hit Scanlings helped them. You know, MVS has helped them at times. Absolutely right. They they made a trade for you know at the trading deadline for you know for one of the Giants studs at the, at the time. I mean, and and they've put it together, and 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 they haven't missed a beat. Are, are, are they? I I would think Gary, they might be number one in offense, right? So they are. Um, they are. Yeah, and you know, and and that's what Green Bay wanted to do. Obviously obviously, and, and miss the boat. Now I will say this, Gary, back to a, a level of positivity here uh, out of me today. Wait a second. Did I hear Green positive positivity coming out of your mouth? Yep. <laughs> hey, hey, I gave you a 10 minute badger rant, right? So <laughs> now you're going to get a second one out of me. Touche. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, Green Bay will be back in the top 10 of offense next year. With who at the helm? Well, that's a, that's the sixty four. No matter, no matter who, I don't care. I don't care either one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because Gary, I'm one of these people who deep down believes one of the reasons Rogers wants to play this week and probably the next month is he, you know, Gary. They kick reporters out of practice every day after about twenty minutes before we get to all the good team stuff, right? Yeah. Where where they're actually going offense against defense and where where they're where they're running what they're going to run through the course of you know um, a game and things like that. You know, reporters don't get to watch much of the good stuff, Gary. I'm of the belief that Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre was like this too late in his career. Brett Favre saw every single day how good Aaron Rodgers was. And Brett Favre knew when he went away, Green Bay was just fine. That they were going to, the Packers would keep winning games with Aaron Rodgers. I think Rodgers is at a similar point right now, Gary, where he watches every single day. And I'm not telling you Jordan Love is going to be Favre or he's going to be Rodgers. Um, but I think Jordan Love is going to be in the top half of quarterbacks in in this league. Uh, he, he's got a he's got a remarkably unique skill set, Gary. And the other thing that he can do that Rodgers can't anymore is he can beat people with his legs as well, much like Jalen Hurts very, did very the other so. night. That I think Rodgers every single Wednesday, Thursday, Friday he watches this stuff play itself out, and he says, "Boy, when I go away, 
These guys are going to be pretty good with Jordan Love. So much like Favre was, Favre was terrified to ever get off the field because he thought maybe that next guy is going to replace me. I do think there's a part of that thinking right now going on, Gary, with Aaron Rodgers. That, and, and that's, you know, he is an old school player. Don't get me wrong. But part of that old school mentality, too, is him knowing that, hey, the guy who's sitting here waiting to replace me, he's ready to go. And Green yeah. Bay's going to win a lot of football games when I go away and they turn this thing over to Jordan Love. Yeah, yeah. No, great, great point. Um, I'm going to pull a Jen Saki here and, and quote, circle back. <laughs> All right. Back to, back to uh, Jordan Love. I, I, I tend to agree with you that they got to play him and play him a lot down the stretch here. However, if you do that, I think you diminish Rogers' trade value if you you know are inclined to go that route. So I, I think they're kind of on a slippery slope here. I, I get you want to see as much as you can out of out of love, but at the same time. I'm not going to say, hey, Rodgers is hurt. He, you know, what is going to be 39, you know, next week? Yep. Um, teams are going to say, you know what? Do we want a broken down quarterback? I think the ideal scenario is to go with Rodgers. He plays well and then, you know, trade him and, and see what you can get. The other thing, this was brought up to me by a, another NFL reporter. He contends that it's going to be really hard for the Packers trade to trade Aaron Rodgers, no matter what, because of his contract. You agree with that? Thousand percent. Yeah. The, yeah. the, 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 the contract is going to be a complete albatross, um, you know, for, for wherever it is you want to potentially move him to. And, and Gary, really the way it's going to play out without getting into all the technicalities yeah. and we won't bore all the listeners with it. But it, it, let's just say in your scenario here, in your theory, that when we when we get to the end of the season, the Packers do decide that, you know what, it, it's Jordan Love time. They're going to move Aaron Rodgers. They almost cannot do it, Gary, before June 1 without incurring like this $100 million salary cap hit. I mean, it's an insane number. Yeah. They could. They can cut that number like in half and make it a little more tolerable, you know, in the 40 or $50 million range to move him if it's after June one. And I, again, I, I can't remember the exact uh, the numbers. I don't have it in front of me, Gary, but it, it's going to behoove green Bay uh, to move him after June one, where they'll save like 30 or $40 million against the cap versus doing it say in March. Well, Gary, I mean, if, 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 if you're a team like Houston, if you're a team like like Carolina, you know, if 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 you're a team run it right desperate for a quarterback, um, are you gonna wait till after June one? Because a lot of these teams are gonna have a chance in the draft, Gary, or certainly in free agency well before that. I mean, I guess there can be verbal deals done quietly behind the scenes, and everybody knows that at, that at the end of the day, Green Bay is gonna trade Rodgers to Tennessee or whatever it turns out to be something like that. But um, it, it's going to be really tricky, Gary, for, for, for two reasons. Number one's the contract. And then number two, they're going to have to wait till after June one to get it done. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you just wonder, you know, how many of these teams across the league desperate for a quarterback are going to want to sit around and wait until June one for Aaron Rodgers to show up. Um, so, I mean, I don't know to me, Gary, Aaron Rodgers still holds a lot of cards here. Um, yeah. You know, he, he, no could, he, he could easily say on February 1st, I'm coming back 
And, you know, are Mark Murphy and Brian Gutekunst going to have the stones and the kahunas to say, no, you're not. We're moving you. We're turning this thing over to Jordan Love. We haven't seen that yet from Murphy and Gutekunst. They've they've let Rodgers kind of run the show over there. You you wonder, are, you know, are, are they going to man up if that's really what they want and and stand up to Rodgers and, and say they're going to move them? I don't know, Gary. I, I think if Rodgers wants to be back, and, and every indication is still that he does, I'll be honest, Gary, I envisioned him as the quarterback in 2023. Yeah, yeah. No, that's going to be one of many, many good storylines <laughs> during the offseason, you know, no question. during the Packers. Hey, uh, <laughs> la- la- last Sunday I-, I-, I wrote a blog on the uh, future of Robert Tunyon with the Packers. You know, two years ago, Rob, as, as you well know, it looked like he-, he was on his way to stardom. I mean, he was ascending, and I think he tied, was it Travis Kelsey for most touchdown passes by a tight end? I think that's season. I think so. And I think he broke the record by like Paul Kaufman, right? In Green Bay. Yeah. Yep. He had 11 that year. And everybody thought like he's, he's, he's on his way. Well, of course he had that uh, knee injury last year and didn't come back, you know, till this year. And he hasn't remotely looked like the Robert Tanyan that we've seen that, or that we saw two years ago. Where do you think he fits into the picture going forward? Um, I would imagine these last five games are, are going to be imperative uh, to, to him and the Packers. Gary, he just, he hasn't shown the same level of explosiveness in his burst, not only getting open and coming off the line of scrimmage, but after, you know, yards after catch as well, that, that, that was a huge mm-hmm. part of his 2020 season. Gary was, was his ability. Um, just, I, I think from an explosive standpoint to, to carry safeties down the middle, um, or linebackers, you know, his ability to, to, to spread the field, stretch the field, Gary, it, it, it isn't there right now. Now, a, a lot of, a lot of guys who've come back from ACLs and, and, you know, and, and, and Tunyon had a pretty good recovery for the most part. Mm-hmm. They still tell you it, it, it's not until year two before you feel like the same guy again. Now sure. the tricky, the, the tricky part, Gary, is when you look at Tunyon's career, you know, he had that one really outstanding season in 2020, but the rest of it, you know, whatever it's, it's, it's been marginal. Right. And he turns 29 coming up here. I, I think this particular off season coming up you know, to a guy that's really had one stellar year. Um, and he's, you know, and he's pushing 30 Gary, do you give mm-hmm. him another contract at that point in time? Or do you go into the draft and, you know, Green Green Bay's going to, you know, the way this is playing out, Gary, Green Bay's going to have an awfully high pick. Now, I don't think they'll go tight end. They have they have far greater needs in, you know, in the whole grand scheme of things. But they could take a tight end in round two. And, and, you, and you know what, Rob? That's your guy moving forward. So, I, I mean, Gary, they're, they're going to have a lot of tough decisions to make on, on some of these unrestricted free agents they have coming up. And, and, and again, it, it, everything starts with Aaron Rodgers. him and Bakhtiari Bakhtiari's on the, on the books too, Gary next year for $29 million. What, what do they do with him? Right. So there's going to be a trickle down effect from the big two up top, which is Rogers and Bakhtiari. And then I think from there, they'll be able to figure some things out and, and see what they have for money. But my best guess, Gary is, you know, unless Tunyon does a, you know, kind of a, a hometown team friendly deal. He's probably in a different Jersey. Yeah. You know, and it was funny. I don't know how much uh, college football you watch outside of the uh, guys in Madison, 
<laughs> I know you watch them religiously. Didn't well, you just tell me like you watched their games like two or three times? Oh, I watch them all multiple times. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I expected more red in the, in the background of your house here. <laughs> well, I, I could I could take you on a on a tour around my man cave where I'm sitting now, Gary. Just, just I'll tell you right now, from where I'm sitting, I'm looking at a picture of Frank Kaminsky, two in a row of Sam Decker. There's Josh Gosser. Um, wow. There's Barry Alvarez. There's wow. Cam Randall. There's uh, there, there's the Cole Center and and I I could walk around with the with the laptop. I just happen to be sitting in a spot where where there we don't go. have a lot of red. But but my my entire man cave is a Badger cave. So you don't have a picture of Rufus Ferguson? <laughs> <laughs> I, tell you what, I tell you I tell you what. In the next few days, I'm going to have one of Luke Fickle. <laughs> oh my God, it's getting thick in here. <laughs> and 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 and, Ms., and Mr. McIntosh, the man with the biggest Kahuna's in the state. Yeah. Well, anyways, going back to my original comment of watching college football last Saturday was unbelievable. Just some great games, but. I was watching Notre Dame and Southern Cal. And by the way, I'm going on record as saying Southern Cal is going to win the national title. But anyways. All right. I'll bet point, you I'll bet you another round of golf and I'll take Michigan. Yeah, I know. You, I, I thought I, I was going to pick Michigan, too, after watching them, you know, crush Ohio State. But, man, Southern Cal is they're, – they're just racking up points left and right. They're, they're loaded. But anyways – my original, original point yes, sir. was, was <laughs> when I was watching the Notre Dame, they got a kid named Michael Mayer, tight end. Yep. yep. Okay. And he is a beast. I mean, physically in the red zone, I don't know who stops him. Hawkinson was drafted by Detroit, and I think he was, what, like the eighth pick, tenth pick or whatever? I think it was number ten. Yeah, you're exactly right in that range. It, yep. It's in that ballpark. Yep. And I'm thinking, you know what, if the Packers have a top 12 pick, I don't know if I could turn my back on, on that kid. He he is a difference maker. You put him in with Christian Watson, my goodness. Uh, I, I I know they have other needs, but he is a big-time tight end. Well, Gary, I mean, I'm telling you what, moving forward with Watson and Dubs, and and if yeah. you find a tight end, I, I I think the passing game could be terrific, and they, they've got to find a way to keep Aaron Jones in town. And, and if they do that with some of these young offensive linemen they have, uh, the Jones-Dillon combination, that's why I say whether it's Love or Rodgers, I think the offense is going to, perform just fine next year. But, but I, I, I do think that amazingly Gary, we're, we're going to get to April. And now again, we're way ahead of ourselves, but they're going to take defensive players again at the top of the draft. Like they do every single year, because amazingly that's the unit that's going to wind up needing the most help. I mean, they could replace that entire front front three. Oh, and, yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, and how could anybody argue at, you know, with, with, with any of that whatsoever, it, it is fascinating, Gary. I looked it up today. If, if the draft now we've got, you know, five, five games left this particular season, six weeks left. Cause green Bay has a buy. Um, but if the draft was held today, green Bay has the number eight pick Gary. Yeah. Uh, is that and, crazy? And Hawkinson, I would assume unless something happens between now and the draft is going to be in that, in that, in that range, in that ballpark. So, but you know, Tying isn't the only guy the Packers have to look or be concerned about after the season. Uh, you sent me a list of all the guys that could be free agents this summer. Yes. Do you have that with you? Um, I do. Okay, let's let's run down those real quickly. We'll make it real brief, yes yep. or no. Yep, just uh, if they're back or not. 
Yeah. Why, why don't you run down the list? And- All right. Let, let, let's just kind of go guy for guy. Yeah. This is, this is in no particular order. Actually it is. It's going to be, it's going to be by salary. Okay. okay. Uh, 2022 salary. Adrian Amos. Definitely bring him back. I, I agree with you, Gary, but man, it's, it's tough to give a guy 30 years old his third contract. I know it is. I know it is. But I, I think he's one guy who, who just brings it every yep. game. And, and he, he does have some deficiencies, but I think he's got a couple, two or three good years left in him yet. I, I agree. I, I'd maybe go. I'd, I'd try to get him for two years. Yeah, is, precisely. Yep. 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 Two years, 18 million, something like that. Um, Randall Cobb. Nope. <laughs> nope. They, they, they have those young receivers and, yep. you, you know, you, you, you got to watch your, your uh, salary structure now. So no. What do you do though? When the, when the, when, when general manager slash offensive coordinator <laughs> slash quarterback, Aaron Rodgers tells uh, you it ran the Cobbs on your football team, Gary. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think he'd uh, realize the, the uh, situation that the Packers are in and he, he would go along with it. I'm with you a thousand percent, $9 million this year. Mr. Cobb is making. Wow. Um, wow. Dean Lowry. Gone. You know, we talked about him earlier in the season. Yep. I said he was stealing money then. I'm saying <laughs> he's stealing money now. Gone. Yep. I agree with you. Mason Crosby. Gone. Done. Yes. Yes. Uh, we don't have to spend a whole lot of time there. Uh, Alan Lazard. Gone. Oh, a thousand percent. Okay. Yes. Yes. He, first of all, Gary, I think he's going to want more money than than what he, what he's going to be worth. So he might price himself out of green Bay's range right out of the shoot. And it, it, it's going to be time, you know, for, for uh, these young guys to, to start getting all those snaps. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if he, if he comes in at a proper salary, sure. But I mean, if he's asking something ridiculous, no, he he's at best Gary, a number three wide receiver. And the thing is, I, I don't, I don't think he sees himself as a three, I think he sees himself as better than that, which is great. We should all, you know, we, we should all probably have a little bit of a self-inflated worth and an opinion of ourselves, maybe than what the realistic value is. But, but the organization, Rob, was telling him he was a number one. Going correct. Into season, you know, correct. So no, I, I'm, I'm with you. So it'll be hard for him then all of a sudden next year to play 27 snaps, right? When, when uh, Watts, Watson's playing 65 and Dubs is playing 60. So yeah. Okay. Um, Tunyon. Uh, again, if they feel they can get mayor, uh, I'm, but otherwise I, this, uh, executive I spoke to yesterday, one of the topics was Tanya. He said Tanya would be a great two tight end, not a number one tight end, but a second tight end, but the Packers can't afford to pay him big bucks to be a number no, two. No, no, no. So no. yeah, I, I was going to say if, if they feel they, they want mayor, to replace them, I'm in. But if they, they decide not to get a tight end right away, then I, I guess you got to pay him. Well, I, I have a feeling, Gary, they'll let him go test free agency. Yeah. And and if, you know, the first 10 days don't go the way Bobby Tunyon wants him to go, um, then maybe he comes back to the organization and they work something out. But he, he's probably not a guy they get signed, you know, prior to free agency or in those early days of free agency would be would be, certainly be my best guess. Uh, Jaron yeah. Reed. Gone. Gone. Mercedes. Yeah, Lewis. you know what? Real, real quickly, Rob, yeah. on, on Reed. Again, I, I hate to bring up this executive. We talked about Reed as well. He's a big fan of Reed's, but in a 4-3 defense. Sure. <laughs> Not a 3-4. 
Yeah. And, and he, he thought he was, he wasn't the same player being in a, in a three, four. So anyway, well, Gary, Gary, whoever the next defensive coordinator is, it will really be interesting to see if they make a move to that four, three green Bay hasn't played a four, three, I think since Fritz Shermer was around in the, you know, in, in, they did in okay. the okay run of the later nineties. <laughs> right. Right. And exactly. no, one, no one ran, no one ran the ball against those teams. Exactly. I'll, I'll tell you that. And, and I know it's a passing league first and that's why you see, you know, more than half the league right now playing three, four, but uh, you know, af- after 20 plus years here of, of really not having great defenses with a three, four, it, it, I, I'd be really interested to see if whoever the next coordinator is makes a switch to a four three. That'll be that'll be fun to watch. The next coordinator. <laughs> yep. You, I've already got so my, confident about this. I've already got my ball on the tee at number one, Gary. I'm, <laughs> I'm ready to let her rip. <laughs> All righty. Next on the list. Where were we here? Mercedes Lewis. Gone. Gone. Sammy Watkins. He should have been gone two years ago. I'm sorry. Four. Huh? Uh, four years ago. Yeah. Uh, Sammy Watkins. Definitely gone. No question. <laughs> now, now, now here's a tricky one. Yeah. Elton, Elton Jenkins. Oh, they got to keep him. Yep. At, at all costs. I, I don't care. You get it. He's not only talented, he's versatile. Those guys are rare. They, they, they can't afford, you know, the big rumor, Rob, is that the bears are going to make a run at him. I'm sure they will. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Gary, prior to the knee, he was a, you know, he's probably one of the 10 best linemen in the whole league. Yeah. You know, regardless of position, I mean, the guy was an elite, elite football player who you could put at any spot on the field. And now, you know, keep in mind, Gary, he's only right now about one year removed from tearing up that knee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, his came about this point in the season last year. I think it was week 10 or something like that last year's. It might have been the Arizona game uh, where, where he tore his. You know, where Bakhtiari needed two full years, Jenkins was back in 10 months. So, um, I'm with you, Gary. He's 26. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bakhtiari's pushing 30. Bakhtiari makes, you know, a, a dramatic amount more, uh, than Elton Jenkins does. Elton Jenkins is only on the books this year, Gary, for 1.7 million. Um, I mean, he's, he's still a deal. Yeah. Uh, and you know, and Gary, because he's coming off that knee and has not had an outstanding 2022, the Packers might be able to get a little bit of a deal on him. They would have paid more for him 18 months ago than they're probably going to be paying come March because, yeah. because the tape of Elton Jenkins in 2022 is not going to blow anybody out of the water. So you'll be gambling a little bit that Jenkins can, can get back to where he was in, in 2020 and in early part of, of 2021. So there's a little bit of risk Gary, I think on both sides, the Packers did a deal like that real similar to Mark Tausch with Mark Tauscher. I think it was in about, Oh, I don't know. Oh, three Oh four somewhere in there, right after Tauscher blew out his knee and, and it paid off for both sides. I mean, Tauscher signed for a little bit less. The Packers took a took a gamble on him that he could come back and be the player that he was the first couple of years in his career, and he did. And both sides kind of wound up winning in that deal, Gary. So I I think something similar like that's going to happen here with Jenkins. And uh, when it's all said and done, he'll be on the team next year, Gary. And it, and it wouldn't shock me if he's the left tackle. Yeah, who knows? Exactly. All right, moving along. Um, we're kind of to the bottom feeders here, Gary, on the roster where, you know, you're just, you're kind of filling out the bottom part of the 53, uh, but Dallin Lavette gone. 
you know, you do need good special teams guys. And he's been, you know, and, and these guys work for cheap. They work for a million. Yes. That, that's you, you, you raise a good, point. right. Yeah, so a absolutely. guy like that, you know, a guy like that could be back. I, I'd assume Basachi is still back as, as special teams coordinator and he loves that guy. So yeah, yeah um, no, no, no. Yeah, you're right. I, I agree. So may, Maybe Levitt stays Jonathan Ford stays. Yeah, he probably does. Keyson Nixon definitely stays. Probably. We, yeah. we, we saw what happened without him. <laughs> yeah. And probably gets a bump, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Because maybe they might've found a returner now for the first time in, in 25 years. Um, yep. Tyler Davis gone. Chris Barnes. You love Barnes. I, I do. I, <laughs> he, he's really been battling injuries and everything else. And, um, you know, they, they get, I mean, if he comes back at, at a reasonable price, sure. I mean, he'd be sure. a terrific backup, but if he wants big money now. So Barnes Gary is actually restricted. He, so green Bay couldn't match his sure. deal. He's mm-hmm. not an unrestricted guy. Um, but uh, again, it's not like he's going to be a hot commodity on the market early. No. Um, so the pa- the Packers would certainly have the the ability to bring him back. And then really, Gary, the last one who's going to be kind of tricky here um, and, and an interesting call is Yash Neishman. Oh, they got to bring him back, too. I'd I agree. Mean, yeah. You know, I mean, he's a starter, you know, and, and he's been right? a pretty decent starter, too. Right. Yeah. And, and Gary probably has the ability to jump over and play on the left side. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but, but again, Gary, a lot of this is going to come down to what do you do with Rogers and what do you do with Bakhtiari? Cause if you let Bakhtiari go, there's no question then, right. That you bring back Yash and you bring back Elton Jenkins. But if you're going to tie you know, if you're going to stay married to David Bakhtiari and give him 30 million a year moving forward for the rest of this contract, Gary, I, all of a sudden then I don't think you can afford Elton Jenkins. Yeah, no, no. If it comes down to Jenkins or Bakhtiari to me, it's a no brainer. Absolutely. Well, and I think, and I think it will, Gary. And, and, and you know, the thing is, I mean, Bakhtiari has been phenomenal during his career. I mean, nobody's going to dispute that, but you, you just don't know what his availability is going to be going forward. I mean, he, he might hurt that knee again right. two weeks into next season, you know? Yeah, there, there's just too many ifs surrounding him. G- Gary, Gary, when the Packers listed their inactive Sunday night in Philly, the headline on their website was David Bakhtiari is active like that. That is news. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Hey, everybody get excited. The left tackle is actually going to play, you know, for the fourth straight game or whatever it is now that, you know, that he's played because you're exactly right. It, it, it He's really at a point in his career where it's almost a week to week, a day to day, a game to game deal yeah. right now with David Bakhtiari. And, he, and he's had a nice little stretch here and he's playing pretty good football in general. Mm-hmm. But you just, I mean, to tie up $30 million to that player. Exactly. Uh, where, I mean, if, if, if it was a reasonable amount, you know, 15 or whatever, I get it. But when yeah. you're going into that territory, you, nope. you just can't take that risk. And if he's 23, still 24, Gary, um, you know, yeah. and, and you think he, you know, you think that the future is still bright and he can turn it around, but you know, he's going to be on the wrong side of 30 next year, three knee surgeries that we know of Gary, it could be more. Right. And um, so it's uh, he's probably a guy in my mind that isn't back. And then these other offensive linemen that we just got done talking about. And this will be fun for us to to, you know, really delve into and break down through the course of the offseason. But but I think then Elton is back and and Yash is back also. Yeah. Yeah. 
So we basically agreed on everyone. I, like I we, just like I, just like we agree on Joe Barry. <laughs> I, I I do think for the yeah for the most part you know Adrian Amos to me will be a you know a couple of these guys Gary are gonna are gonna be tricky you you want them back but you know you you, you maybe can't give them the same level of money that that you've given them in the past I mean it, when Adrian Amos signed his deal Gary it was four years thirty six million dollars but I think he was twenty five or twenty six at the time you know now now he's on. You know, now he's going to be on the wrong side of 30 when next year starts. Can you keep paying him $9 million a year? I don't know. Probably not. Right. You know, Robert Tunyon's going to be a money type of deal. I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure Tunyon's agents are going to hype the 2020 season. Like, like nobody's business, right? Hey, sign this guy. And, and, you know, this is, this is what you can potentially get out of him. And, and green Bay is going to have to look more, you know, at, at the last two seasons, the 2021 and 2022 type deal. So, I mean, a lot of these guys are going to be tricky Gary, but at the end of the day, I mean, it's a, it's a long list of potential free agents, but as I look at that, there aren't any that really kind of make or break, I think where this organization is headed long-term. I, I, you know, if, if, if they lose guys like Dean Lowry, if they lose guys like Alan Lazard, right. You're going to, you're going to be able to fill in, I think just fine. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it plays out, but again, that that's a few months down the road. Yeah. We, we just got a few minutes left, Rob. Uh, and we'd be remiss if we didn't bring up uh, the Packers bears game on Sunday. Um, I, I know a lot of people, especially people around the country, are like, yawn, who cares? Uh, <laughs> to me, to, to me, there's major ramifications on the line here. I mean, the, the Packers have to win to keep whatever playoff hopes are alive. They're, they're ultra slim, but they're still alive. So they, they're playing to win. And then the Bears, you know, they want to stay in the hunt for the number one pick, right? I think they're right. number two right now. Uh, what, what's the record? I'm trying to remember three and nine. I think they're three and eight, three and eight. And they're what the, the only team that's ahead of them are the uh, wanted Texans. Correct. But so Texans only have the one win, right, Gary? Correct. One, nine and one. Yeah. One so, of the win so, the tie. Right? So, I mean, it's absolutely necessary for the bears to lose. I mean, <laughs> they, yeah. they, they, they want the number one pick. So I'll tell you, I'll tell you what though, Gary, Green Bay loses, and, and all of a sudden those teams are tied in the win column, which is you know Green Bay and exactly Green Bay and Chicago. So you know that that part of it is fascinating too. Now whether or not we see Justin Fields or not, right? That'll be a story to watch through the through the week. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Bears obviously aren't going anywhere, and they, they have no incentive to win. None, you know. Right. Conversely, well, the pack, I, I think it's 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 important for the Packers to win, just from a, a cultural standpoint. I mean. You, you want to keep winning. You want to keep your attitude good about yourself, about your team, about the future. And, and you don't want to get into that losing rut. And uh, so I, I expect the Packers to play really well against the Bears. Oh, I do too. I mean, and, and let's be honest now, for 30 years, they've dominated this rivalry, right? Dating back to, to, to Brett Favre taking this thing over in, in the early 90s and, and Rodgers taking it up even a notch since he became the starter in 2008. I mean, Hey, we all, we all remember it well last year, right? Roger scoring in, in the end zone and running up to the crowd and saying, I own you. And, um, you know, even, even being a little more verbose, I think than that. And, and Gary, that, you know, that that's, Hey, if, if Aaron Rodgers is going to play in this game, right. It's, it it shows green Bay is still all in. Um, Exactly. 
I'll be honest, Gary, I don't expect to see fields. I mean, if I, if I'm Chicago, why? Right. And and I'm fighting for that number one spot spot in the draft. I have absolutely nothing to play for. And, and really, I mean, that's what they want, right? Gary, at this point in time, they want to end up in that top two or three. So why would you play fields? He's. And why risk is it? Why risk? Uh, Absolutely. Why risk another injury if he's kind of on the bubble in the first place? So, um, no, I, Gary, I would expect Green Bay to win and to probably win handily. And, and I would expect Aaron Rodgers to play pretty well. My preference is that this was a Jordan Love game, not an Aaron Rodgers game, but it doesn't sound like that's going to be the case. And, and Aaron Rodgers has absolutely owned this football team throughout his career. And I, I would expect nothing different on Sunday, Gary. All right, sir. I think uh, that should do it. It was riveting. <laughs> it was riveting. Yes. <laughs> you know, someday, well, I, someday I'll get get you to come around to my way of thinking. But <laughs> you, uh, you, you you keep holding out hope on your on your Joe Barry. You know, I, mean? I, I know. Maybe they'll maybe they'll pitch a shutout on Sunday, Gary, and 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 Mr. Barry will have new life. There you go. So, <laughs> well, Rob, uh, great great seeing you again. Uh, best of luck on your surgery. Uh, I understand you're going to be undergoing the knife on, on the knee as, as Howard, the late, great Howard Cassell would say, always the knee. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you even remember who Howard Cassell was? Oh, Gary, I love, I loved Howard Cosell. Yeah, he, he was, he was the best. My mother would let me stay up on Monday nights at just at, until halftime, just so I could watch all the highlights. You know, that was, that was back in the day where you got the highlights, Gary, from around the league and at halftime of the Monday night game. Right. And, and Howard Cosell jammed it into three or four or five minutes, whatever it was. But you know, if, 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 if I wanted to see whatever Dan Fouts or Pastorini or who, whoever it was, you know, Kenny Stabler whipping the ball around, I, most of the time I, I had to, I had to wait until, you know, nine o'clock on a Monday night when I was 10 years old or whatever, Gary. And thank God the great Sherry Reichel let me stay up as late as she did to, to watch those highlights. <laughs> there you go. So, well, best of luck in your uh, surgery there. I'm sure you'll, I, I, I appreciate it. I'll, uh, and- uh, by the, by the time you and I get to the combine Gary in, in late February, I'll be back to my four, five, five speed. So. Good to hear. <laughs> I, li- I like that attitude. <laughs> yeah. Add, add about three seconds to that, and then we'll then, then we'll be in the ballpark. Precisely. So, okay. Well, thanks again, my man. All right. And, thanks uh, a lot, Gary. And thanks to uh, our listeners. Take care and all the best. For more sports news, check back every Tuesday for our latest show. You can also follow Gary on Twitter at Gary Wuffle and WuffelsPressBox.com.